You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome, my friends, to the Catacombs, the deep underground layer where we keep the really weird stuff at the cult movie cantina. I'm your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty, and I'm joined by my co-host, Drew. Co-host. What's up, everybody? How are you doing? I'm delightful. Have you seen anything lately? Um, 1917. Have we talked about that on the air? We have not talked about it on this show. Let's talk about it on the show. Uh, I think that's the, for me, uh, not that the story's that great, but it's a film of the decade for me. So, it as is, I say, the decade ends, it, it starts is, at 20 it, it next is. year. But. Beautifully, technically amazing. It is. It's one of the... Just, and again, I, I come from a technical background, so for me, that's part of it. Just the way it moves is what I love about filmmaking. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I, I'm I, not as enthusiastic about you, because on the flip side, I'm a story guy, and the, the story... I'm not complaining about the story at all. All right. Because... To do what you need to do in that, you can't do that moving tail and make Save of Private Ryan. That's right. There's too many right. moving parts. You you got to keep this machine very streamlined, and they're very streamlined on the story. The performances are amazing. Yeah, they're the, fantastic. They're fantastic, and weirdly ignored by everyone. Everyone's just so focused on the achievement. They, I think they're. I, I agree. I totally agree. Couldn't I, agree more. Actually, I think they're. I think Sam's not even Sam Mendes is not getting enough credit as a director, in my opinion. No, I don't think he'll win. He no, he may pull pull that off. I think they're going to split it. I, the Oscar wise, I think yeah. they're gonna split. I think nineteen seventeen wins. I think. Um, I think Joker's gonna pull a bunch down, even though I didn't care for that movie. I did I see that. I didn't Joker's care for gonna it. Pull like um, screenplay, Joaquin. No, no. Honestly, you know who I think's gonna win screenplay? I think Tarantino's gonna win his third. No, I'm okay with that. I think I mean, he's gonna he's, win his third. I don't or love fourth. his movies, but he's not a terrible writer. No, he's not. I think so, he's because they're not going to give him picture and they're not going to give him director, so they'll give him something. Yeah. And so I think that's the one they get. I think also Brad Pitt wins too because I think uh, I looked at the list. Everyone else on there has an Oscar, so he's the odd man out. So if he if he doesn't win, it's kind of shitty. Yeah, no, no, I'm with you on that. It's hundred percent with you on that. Kind of shitty. And so even if he like, and the other two is that Pacino. It's Pacino and um, Joe, Joe Pesci, Pesci for yeah. the Irishman. And so Joe Pesci, great actor. Is basically getting a nomination for not being Joe Pesci. Right. He's just like how we've seen him. So he's like, I'm a low key Joe Pesci. Yeah. Pacino's actually better in, in the film. Um, and Still not mind blowing to no, me, though. And then Tom, have you seen it? Oh, yeah. So, I hated it. I thought it was super boring. Yeah, it was super overrated, in my opinion. I don't get the accolades for that one either. Nope. Um, Tom Hanks as uh, Mr. Rogers. Yep. And so he's also nominated. And then Brad Pitt. Um, now, and. Um, Anthony Hopkins as um, Pope Benedict and two popes, which was good. I enjoyed the two popes. I haven't seen it yet. Really good. Um, no. uh, Jonathan Price, who's also nominated for Best Actor, is really, really, I love really Jonathan good. Jonathan Price. And so, you know, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if Jonathan Price and um, uh, Anthony Hopkins, I mean, the, the performance-wise, they both could win. Yeah, yeah, for but sure. I th- but I, th- I think Academy may give Brad Pitt his, his due. I think, honestly, Best Actor... I would give it to. If I'm looking at strictly performances out of the five that they gave us, I'd give it to, to DiCaprio and um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's, I haven't seen it yet. 
Really? I haven't seen it. It's good. Um, it's good. It's it's a Tarantino movie, so and it's sl- it's slower than most. Yeah, that's what I've heard. But it's not like like not like in a bad way. It's kind of like a like a good meal. You're, you know, yeah. it's, and it's it's not crazy fantastical until it needs to be. And when it is, it is ball of water. You're like, oh yeah, I'm watching a Tarantino. The, the right. reminds you. Right. There's a great scene where you know, DiCaprio plays this kind of washed up actor, and he's he's on another like a sitcom or I mean not a sitcom but a, like a western show. And um, he's coming to guest star because he was this fallen star. And they're like, we can get him cheap and bring him back. Yeah, into sure. This kind of thing. Like, like it happens. The old days when TV was the sub product to film. He, exactly. And so he has a drinking problem and stuff. And he's trying to remember lines. And there's he screws up his lines and goes back to his trailer. And he just complains about why. Why did I just have? Why can't I just stop at two drinks? Why do I have to have eight? And who drinks? Eight? And does this whole thing about just berating himself and trying to learn these lines and stuff. It's one of the best scenes I've seen in such a long time. Alone, he should run. He won't, but because he got his a couple of years ago. Unless now they're going to be like, well, he won one. Let's just open the floodgates yeah. and start giving him awards every year. But I, I, I did enjoy Joaquin's performance in Joker. I, I just think, didn't. I think, I, think, I think I think Joker wins. Joaquin doesn't have his either. So yeah. I didn't. I did enjoy his performance. I just didn't think it was uh, that great of a movie. It's okay. It's Taxi Driver. It is. It's, taxi totally. it's an homage to Taxi Driver. Totally. So I was like, then if, if we have the homage to Taxi Driver, why do we have the Irishman? Because we already have our Scorsese film. Multiple. Right. It's like, oh, why do we do that? Right. I have. Um, I tell you what, I've watched uh, uh, recently. Um, I did you watch? Did you ever watch True Detective? Uh, I'm not a big fan. I don't like it. It's not like I dislike it. I just didn't get into it. I liked first season. I don't like this how it ended, but I like the show. I really like third season. And That's I what like, I hear. And I like Stephen Dorff in it. Yeah. So Stephen Dorff has a new show on. I like it. Fox. Have you seen the deputy? I like it. It is garbage, but it's the best kind of garbage. It is it, a complete cheeseburger, and I love every second like, of it. It's like I don't want them to cancel it, but yeah. I want everyone to watch it. And it, it's a procedural, but it's like the it's. It's gar like, like it's shot all yellow. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it is. It's like uh, back to the old CSI Miami days. Right. It's like we're yeah. just we're gonna put a yellow filter yep. filter on everything. Oh yeah. Los Angeles 100%. is yellow. Yeah. And like, which is fun. The dialogue is is just trash, but it's but like he's a, good in it. Oh, he's wonderful. It's I mean he's great. I'm. I know it sounds like I'm I'm beating up on it. These are all the things I love about oh, it. Oh yeah, it's, of course. It's like it's. It is it is junk food, and they're not a shade. And let me tell you why. Here's what here's the premise of the story. Because of some law, uh, the old sheriff dies, and so to replace him with a new sheriff, they have to get the longest member of the 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 the, the, the longest serving member of his posse, which happens to be Stephen Dorff, who's this. You know, he's your 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 rigs from Lethal Weapon. I'm yep. your I'm, I don't play by the rules. I want. He also hates the sheriff. Like right. he and hates, the sheriff did not get along. Hates yeah. the sheriff and he don't know how he had kept his job. And yeah, because he brought in criminals and so he's now the sheriff. And look, sheriffs are bureaucrats. Yeah, <laughs> and politicians. It's a ceremonial job. It's just, you know he he keeps the money going and stuff like that. Not this guy. He's got to solve every crime in Los Angeles. Yeah. And he, like I've seen two episodes. I think there's like two episodes out, and like there's like five different crimes, and he's like at the center of like solving all. I of love them. it. I, like I loved it. it. I loved it. I loved it. So here's my favorite thing. They set up. Uh, there's a there's a couple. One of the deputy and his wife, and they're they're having fertility fertility problems, right? 
And so they, in the beginning of the episode, they find out they can foster children. They're, they've been approved to be fosters. Later that evening, there's a raid in a drug house. No. And that dude shoots another drug, like a drug dealer with a gun in front of his children. And then the, the, the sheriff, the new sheriff, Stephen Dorf, after everything's all said and done, is like, well, you know, what you need to do is take those two kids and raise them yourself. You should foster those kids. Yep. And I know someone who can grease the wheels for that. First of all, no, that never happens. Yeah. B, you just got the job a minute ago. Right. What, what, right. No one likes you. What clout do you have? Right. But, uh, and, and so this is what happens. So the guy who murdered these kids' dad, he was a bad guy. I got you. But he still shot them, right? Gets to go live with their, their dad's murderer. <laughs> And so here's my favorite scene in the movie and uh, in the show. He wakes up the, the 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 foster dad wakes up to go check on the kids, and because they're you know he was raised in the system, so he understands them. And <laughs> I wish I wrote this. I love this. He goes in and sees the, the the boys watching the sister because they sleep in shifts because you know they're scared and protection stuff. And so he's like, "Yeah, I used to do that too. I understand how that is." And the boy looks up and goes, "You killed my father. I'm going to kill you." In reality, what would have happened was I'd have picked up the phone and called the foster to be like, y'all got to come get these kids. Yeah. What happened was, I know how you feel. And when you're older, if you want to seek vengeance, I'm okay with that. But I'm going to teach you how to do it. And so he goes, I was a sniper in whatever war. He don't think he mentions the war. He goes, and I used to watch, you know, I've killed a lot of men and, I've, and I, I would watch my, my target. Well, that's what I want you to do now. I want you to watch your target. And while you're watching your target, me and my wife are going to raise you and your, your, your sister to the best of our ability. And when that's all done, if you still feel that way, I understand. Good I'll, God. <laughs> if I'm the showrunner of this, right? I would not mention that again at all until yeah. the season finale when that boy kills that man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's the only way that works. Yep. Pay it off. If you're going to set that up, yeah, you pay that you've off. You've got to pay it off. So I, I reckon it is, it, is, it is trash. It is not the best TV, but it got, it's like it's like a delicious, like I can't, this is a forbidden candy bar and I shouldn't yeah. have it, mm, right. but I'm going to have two. Right. I, I'm, so I'm, I'm in love with Deputy. So. And Steven, again, like the best part is watching Steve Dorff Steve Dorf be a cowboy in Los Angeles, which makes no sense, but it's great. Oh, it's so good. Oh, that was a 10-minute tangent. Hi. <laughs> I have more stuff to talk about. You can check us out on our website, scottywhite.com. Join the discussion at the Cult Movie Cantina's Facebook page, facebook.com, Cult Movie Cantina. When you are dodging posts about Trump's impeachment, war in Iran, and the fact that Beetlejuice the musical got evicted from their theater. Seriously, what the hell, Winter Garden Theater? What the hell? You can also join us at the Cult Movie Canyon and chat with us. Which we always welcome. We always welcome. Plus, we've got some news. We are going to be at Pensacon this year. Woot! February 29th uh, through March 1st. We're doing one live show at the Cult Movie Cantina with our special guest, Kohas himself. Yes. Drew Hall's going to be with us. We're doing a great film, a fan favorite, and one that has been requested. Stay tuned to find out what that is and find out when we're... As soon as I get dates, I'll let everyone know that we have dates. I don't have dates yet, but I think it's going to be that Friday night. I'm hoping it's going to be that Friday night, but we'll be explaining that soon. So, yay. We always have fun at Pensacon. We do. We're also going to do hashtag hashtag too, so... The game show that we do. So, plus we're going to have free prizes. We're going to give our free stuff because that's how we do. Most people don't know us at Pentagon, but they like our bribes. <laughs> there we go. So this week we watched the 1986 classic. That's a strong word. 
Well, let you me know, take, it well, actually has. If you look at the IMDb ratings, it's into classic territory. I will, I will, I will, I will classify this as the FX, uh, the, the 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 movie, the movie FX. Raleigh Tyler is an FX man, the movie's master of make believe. <laughs> he can show you a thousand ways to die. Hey, cut! Cut! Great special effects. But now somebody wants Raleigh Tyler to do it for real. We want to stage a fake assassination, Raleigh, and we want you to supervise it. Who's the we? Justice Department. I'm a special effects man. I deal in make-believe. I'd like to keep it like that. We just thought that we might be able to utilize your particular genius to help us out. And what if someone takes a shot at me? You are 100% protected. I give you my word. That job that guy wanted me to do? I got to do it. Someone else is writing the script and casting him as the killer. I haven't done anything. What if he put in real bullets? If one person, one person suspects. Sorry, Raleigh. No loose ends. Listen's up to something. He tried to kill me. You go directly to the newspapers. What makes you think they believe me? I believe you. My name is Leo. We need to talk. Where the hell are you, Tyler? He's going to need every trick from every movie he's ever made. Remember my particular genius. Just to get even. And get out alive. I'm in pursuit of a blue step van. Letters on the side. X as in Frank, X as in X-ray. Remember Skidball Express? I sure do! But Raleigh Tyler's most special effects are yet to come. Forget why you hired me. What next? At the next corner, send Nelly in. Oh my God, what next? Is he the weapon or the victim? Is it murder or is it FX? Directed by Robert Mandel who did big shots the substitute uh he worked on lost and prison break most importantly though he shot the x-files pilot oh wow written by robert t megason and gary fleeman what i could find about them this is their claim to fame wow cinematography by uh, miroslav uh Andrik, who was a cinematographer for amadeus a league of their own awakenings and hair among many other things this is an earlier film in his career. It's got to be. No, later. This is after Amadeus. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Amadeus, wow. is Amadeus is so well shot. This was so poorly shot. <laughs> he was like, I need a bug. He was slacking, yeah. Um, edited by Terry Rawlings, who did Alien, Chariots of Fire, Alien 3. Good and, God. And then The Phantom of the Opera with the, the, the most recent one from um, 04. Music by Bill Conti. Do you know who Bill Conti is? The name is very familiar. He did Rocky, The Right Stuff, The Karate Kid, and he did the theme song to the TV show. American Gladiators. There we go. He fits right in. So out of all of this, this is what surprised me the most. Do you know who produced it? No. Dodie Fayed. Right. Okay. So do you, kids, do we know who Dodie Fayed is? I don't remember off the top of my head. Dodie Fayed was the man that uh, Princess Di was seeing. 
Oh, snap. And they both died together in the, the tunnel accident when they were Holy chased by... Holy smokes. So yeah, Dodi Fayed is a heir to a Middle Eastern business that, I mean, just billions and billions of dollars, and he went into producing. And uh, this is one of the things that he produced, among others. He did produce Chariots of Fire and Hook. And Good grief. And Scarlet Letter. Good grief. Um, but yeah, Dodi Fayed, um, Princess Dye's, um boyfriend that was murdered by journalists yeah well yeah that, that's a right i was like is that the same doty if i had and sure enough it's the same doty if I that had. is insane yeah so just interesting it's also direct, uh, produced by michael peiser uh, who did big business hackers and slc punk among other stuff which is one of two, two uh, hackers and slc punk are great films they are the the yeah, I like them all. Uh, SLC Punk has a sequel I have not seen yet. It's not. Mm. Not good? <laughs> it's like we, we don't talk about it. It's like that other mm. movie. It's like that other movie, yeah. Uh, Jack Winter uh, is the other who did uh, other producer who did The Eagle Has Landed, Green uh, Green Ice, Old Dracula, and FX2. But speaking of special effects, I found the, the special effects leader on this film because it's an FX-driven film, literally. And what's Connie Brink, who did uh, Amityville 3D, The Cotton Club, Batteries Not Included, Ghostbusters 2, and Jacob's Ladder, among many, many other things. Stars Brian um, Brown as uh, Roland Ro- Roly Tyler. He was in Cocktail Grills in the Mist, and he's an Australian actor who's been in a lot of Australian stuff. And then has Brian Denny as Lieutenant Leo McCarthy, who was in uh, Brian Denny. He's a legend, but come on, he's been in First Blood, and Cocoon, Silverado, and Tommy Boy. I was gonna say Tommy Boy, yeah. like that's the one. Um, Scott Clifton Young as Martin Lipton, who's in, been in The Craft and Glory, Fly the Navigator. He was in the um, the spiritual sequel to Rocky Horror, Shock Treatment. That's correct. Um, he was also in a really interesting episode of Twi- the, Twi- the 1985 episode, um, 1985 version of the Twilight Zone, where he played a, a, uh, a guy who went to who dodged the draft for Vietnam, went to Canada, and comes back and he's being haunted by a vet with no legs, which turns out to be his version of him who went to Vietnam. Oh, crazy! It's so good. It is actually it's, man. 1985 Twilight Zone is underrated. It's yeah. well written, well well done, and, and most people don't even know it exists. And it's so 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 good. But this is the one that got me the most out of our, our our acting. Mason Adams, it's Colonel Mason, son-in-law. He was in the Lou Grant show, which is like you take Mary Tyler Moore, and which is a comedy, and then you make Lou Grant, which is a drama, and was successful. Who knew? Most important, did you recognize his voice? Uh, somewhat, but not totally. Heard it right off the back and knew exactly what it was. He's the Smuckers guy. Oh, snap. Now that you say it? With a name like Smuckers, it must be good. Or as he will say it. With a name like Smuckers, it has to be good. Yep. So may- <laughs> our childhood watching Smuckers no commercials, joke. he's a Smuckers guy. No joke. So Smuckers guy. Who knew? Who knew? You ready to get into this? Yep. So here's how this movie goes. Movie special effects expert Roland Roly Tyler is hired by the Justice Department to stage the murder of a mob informant, Nicholas DeFranco. DeFranco is set to testify against his former mafia boss and go into the witness protection program. But the Justice Department is afraid that he will be killed before the trial. So the solution is to kill him themselves and hire Tyler to do it in a fake assassination. So Tyler rigs a gun with uh, blanks and fixes DeFranco up with a radio transmitter and fake blood packs to simulate bullet hits. The Justice Department supervisor on the case, Edward Mason, asked Tyler to be the assassin wearing a disguise. He's paid thirty grand 
and assured by Mason that he's 100% protected. There's a lot to unpack here. So when the movie starts, the movie starts in a, a great special effects, like a mobster head. It's oh, like, yeah. It's a, way over the top. Right over the top. And I'm like, yeah. okay, so... So they did the, the the trope of the movie within the movie, but I, mean, yeah. I, I balled it. I was like, all right, cool, all yeah, right, it works, it worked, it worked, and it's, and it's good special effects. And then the Justice Department guy shows up and he's like, I'm a I'm a producer, I'm a, that's how I got on set or whatever, and wants to hire him for this gig. And then um, Rolling goes meets his girlfriend, who I didn't mention a lot. She she's not because she's pointless. And she's that serves no purpose. She's an actress that's on the in the in the movie. And um, it almost seems like a uh, she, she's got a named role. I mean, right. she seems like a, uh, the funniest thing to me is like no effect uh, to, to any FX uh, special effects artist out there. But I've at least on the sets I've been on. Uh, they're not praised quite as much as this guy is. <laughs> like he is celebrated like a director. Right. 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 I mean, it's like, like it's he's his movie, a god. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, this guy's going to go reset. Like, <laughs> you know, he's just. It's almost like they're asking permission, Rolly, can we do another one? And versus like, hey, we're going again right away. <laughs> you know, it's just wacky. back to one. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly right. I can't go back to one. Then you're fired. So, yeah, it's exactly right. Um, so so they um, I just want to say that when the government tells you any, especially if they tell you you're 100 percent protected, walk away. Yeah, of course. Walk away. You don't. You no no. And and then Lipton or whatever his name is that his character like Raleigh trusts that guy so much and then there's that sequence where uh, right before the hit happens he's fuddling with the gun and it comes up later on he's like I don't know if he put blanks in they were supposed to have blanks but he might have put real bullets and it's I guess it's supposed to be like a a, a gag that right. they're trying to build. T- there's no payoff for no, it no whatsoever. Payoff. It's kind of like, what, what do you mean? What, you let him touch. So first off, you would never let anybody do that because it is a safety issue. Like, it, but okay, you let a cop do it. But but OSHA's not going to get involved in this. Right. <laughs> no, it's, it's just on set. Like right. you don't want to accidentally pull a Brandon Lee. Right. Um, during the press, speaking of which, during the preparation, Lipton, the uh, justice agent in charge, handles Rolly's gun. Um, DeFranco wears Tyler's rig uh, to an Italian restaurant, and the, and the public assassination goes flawlessly. When Tyler's picked up by Lipton, uh, Lipton, the agent tries to shoot him because I cannot have any loose ends. Should have knew that coming in. Again, you're, this is how we're going to 100% protect you. Uh, in the struggle for Lipton's gun, the driver's killed, and the car crashes, allowing Tyler to escape. He contacts Mason, who's like, I don't know what's happening while Lipton's in his office. I thought that was great. Yeah, it was awesome. I was like, I, that's a good reveal when the pull out, because I wasn't expecting that either. I thought Lipton was like rogue, and it would have been, which also would have been a good movie, but no, Mason's all involved. Um, uh, he's shocked by Lipton's actions and instructions to wait for other agents to take him to a safe location. Another man thought to be Tyler's killed by the agents, proving that Mason is trying to kill him too. Rolly is worried that Lipton may have switched the blanks in his assassination gun, which is a sentence I just read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with real bullets. Yeah. Rolly is, Rolly is worried that Lipton may have switched the blanks in his assassination gun with real bullets. That's a sentence. That's a real sentence. A words <laughs> just, came out. Yes. Meaning that Rolly really did kill DeFranco. Rolly retreats to his girlfriend Ellen's apartment. They have like random sex. First of all, I'm on the run from the government and no one's going to believe me, but I'm going to chill here and and I'm going to have sex with you and then we'll see what happens in the morning. Yeah, and when you wake up in the morning, you're going to get shot in the chest. Right. And that's what happens. Or she gets uh, shot in the chest by looking out the window. 
uh, killed by a sniper aiming for Tyler. And the, then the sniper shows up in the apartment and they have Kung Fu. And the motherfucker crosses the street like a champion, apparently. He's like, I'm on the roof. I'm in your apartment. <laughs> Skadoosh. Special effect right there, baby. Yeah, no joke. Uh, uh, Tyler kills a sniper after the fight, and uh, he uh, and enters the apartment to finish. After the he enters the apartment to finish the job. Manhattan homicide detective Leo McCarthy investigates the death of Ellen and the sniper, and realizes it's connected to DeFranco. Who can we can we just point out real quick? Yeah. By the time now you're reading into this, I hope people viewers might not understand this if you haven't watched the movie recently. We're halfway into the movie before Brian Dennehy like is even introduced. Yeah, movie, it's yeah. ridiculous. There's a whole we'll, we'll we'll go back and talk about. There's I have questions about stuff, some of this stuff, but I just want to get through the description because there's not there's not, I mean for a movie like that, there's not a lot to it. Uh, he, so Manhattan homicide detective Leo McCarthy investigates the death of Ellen and the sniper and realizes its connection to DeFranco, whom Leo has been pursuing for years. He discovers that the assassination was faked and that Mason had planned it. When he's suspended by his captain for his reckless methods, McCarthy manages to steal his boss's badge and gun, which I missed. <laughs> so the captain's like, where is that gun? Where did my... Oh yeah, like one of the guys goes, uh, your uh, your coat, and he's like, what? And he t- and he pats himself, and he's like, oh, whatever the guy's Mason, whatever the guy's <laughs> name is. It was one of those like straight Leo up McCarthy, McCarthy. <laughs> Using an elaborate phone prank, Taylor lures Lipton out into love the that scene. It was a good scene, and kidnaps him from his uh, official car. He stuffs Lipton into the trunk and takes him on a rough ride to get Mason's address out of him. Tyler steals back his impounded van. With the help of his assistant and escapes falling, which is a good, cool chase scene. They've got like we have a special effects fan. We're gonna do special effects, <laughs> and they Scooby Doo their way right it's out right, of some stuff. Right, it's great do. though. It's, right, it's 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 real fun. Uh, uh, they're following a chase through Lower Manhattan, where the McCartney's partner Tyler goes to Mason's mansion, where using his special effects expertise, he incapacitates the Mason's Mason's guards and tricks some of them into killing each other. <laughs> Uh, McCarthy arrives and seeing two unconscious guards uh, at the gate, he alerts, uh, alerts the state police. Mason and DeFranco figure out that Tyler <laughs> have figured out that Tyler has found them. DeFranco shoots out several windows in Mason's study, and Tyler falls through one of those windows. Appearing appearing to be dead, Mason DeFranco tries to leave the house when a helicopter arrives. But DeFranco receives an electro shock when he touches the metal screen on an outside door rigged by Tyler. The shock disrupts DeFranco's pacemaker before he dies of heart failure mason coerces and takes the key a key from him to a swift safety deposit box containing the funds DeFranco franco stole from the mafia um here's my favorite damn scene in the movie mason prepares to escape but is surprised by the appearance of tyler who was pointing an uzi a submachine gun at him mason tries to buy tyler by giving him the key proposing that they could split the money but urging we have to get out of here soon Tyler places the gun on the table and tells Mason that the plan won't work. Mason picks up the gun and demands the key back. Tyler shows Mason the bullets for the gun and a tube of crazy glue. With the glue, the gun glued to Mason's hands, Tyler shoves him at the front door, misinterpreting his actions of walking toward them with a gun in his hand, yet making pleas that that's a mistake. He is shot by the police. I love that scene. And he says, uh, 2001 uses now yeah. or something like that. Uh, oh, it's so badly bad. brilliant. But it's like, well, first of all, I've been with you. Oh, anyway. <laughs> then it gets fantastical. Uh, <laughs> Tyler's body is found and taken to the morgue. I have questions. 
He then gets out of a body bag, removes the makeup, simulating his death. I have questions. And (laughs) exits out a window to escape. He is confronted by McCarthy. Uh, The film ends with Tyler impersonating DeFranco at the bank in Geneva and retrieving the $15 million in mafia funds that he stole, which him and McCarthy make a getaway for the cash. The end. Oh, I have so many questions. You simplified it. What is a very densely long and not in a bad way, boring, but in spots, really just kind of questionable meets. I got in a few times. I was like, okay, where are we going with this? Like, why is Brian Dennehy's character even in this? Like, why do we? Because <laughs> they need his star power. But he's good. <laughs> like, his good. role's good. Because like, like, Brian Dennehy's a champ. He's going like, to take a shitty role in a shitty movie and make it awesome. He's, it is. And, like, and, and Brian Brown is good, in, too. Like, Brian. both of them are good. The acting in the movie is good. It's really weirdly edited. And it's really weirdly shot to me. But damn it, if I didn't have a good time in a couple of spots. I, I, I like... I liked it. It's it's not great, but it's fun. There's, yeah. There's and like it, it's it's a slug to get to the fun parts, but when you get there, you you feel rewarded. Oh, again, again, I love I love the stupid van police chase. Right. I, I love that. I love um. Oh, I I I love the um. I like the assassination. I like that was it was good. It's like it's very it, almost an homage to Godfather. Oh yeah. Because, you know, he does a shot in the chest and then one in the head. And so, and then he just goes off the rails. Yeah, and there's some funky stuff. I love the fact that here we are in, when was this, 86? This movie's made in 86, and it sets up, to me, I can draw a line to it to show that it sets up the kind of concept of Home Alone before Home Alone even happens. You've got a dude in the house that just just literally, he invades his house and sets booby yeah, traps. Yeah, totally home, home, home Alone's that house. He does. It's straight up, it's pre-Home Alone. And, he's, and he does it. And it, some of it's straight up gags. Some of it's like little booby traps. But he literally Home Alone's that house. Right. Um, and, and that makes me happy. I loved. It's still my favorite scene is the ending. I love the whole the super glue thing super is just too like, good because I didn't ex- I didn't see that coming. Yeah, and then it's just like it's so ridiculous. Like, well, does that work? I just, yeah. Let's like, talk about his death, Raleigh's death. Okay. Because he's lying there, and I was like, "This is the dumbest." What Emmy is? How does he keep his breath? I mean, there's so many problems I have with it. Like, how is this guy doing this? Right. Right. And they justify one thing away: his pulse. Because apparently he knew they would check his pulse on his neck. Yeah, and so he had that. Um, Here's a prosthetic on his right. neck. How, how are you holding your breath that long? Shit, I don't know, uh, man. Not, like, like people are working on you unless they're like, okay, he doesn't have a pulse to move. I don't know. See, and, the, and it, the, okay, so I've not, I've never been a medical examiner or paramedic right. or anything. Nor have like, you ever died. Nor have I ever died. So I don't know how this process works. <laughs> right. So if anybody's listening and want to let us know in the show notes, because I like or on on the Facebook page, I'd love to know. I would I, too. Because I'd like to know in in a real world situation if you're, do you just check for the pulse? Or is there any other like a backup? Right. To like, is this dude dead? Right. <laughs> and usually, you know, your your because body it, because his color was. Not dead. His color was rosy. He was white, normal, like right. normal right. Australian white. Right. He's like, there's blood still there was no, Yeah. He didn't have a post-mortem boner, and he didn't evacuate his bowels. Right. So, right. Well, wait a second. He, he tick marks. <laughs> there's only three things we know when someone's dead. You check their pulse, you check for a post-mortem boner, and you see if they're... <laughs> 
<laughs> if their bowels have leaked. The paramedics like, okay, I don't get a pulse. Check for a boner. <laughs> he's like, well, he's only got one out of the three. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? I guess because they were in like Rhode Island or wherever they were. Because it looked like it looked like they were away from the city. I forgot Jerry Orbach was in this movie. Jerry Orbach is the mobster in this who, you know, uh, who looks exactly the same. Yeah, and Jerry Orbach has a God rest him. You know, God rest him. You know, Law and Order. Without him, I mean, it doesn't exist. Right. Flashdance, I believe. He's also a Lumiere, and he's in Dirty Dancing as well. He's in a bunch of stuff, but uh, Dirty Dancing, not Flashdance. Yeah, 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 that's Dirty it. Dancing. But he's Lumiere, and. Um, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. So, um, but he's the mobster in this, and so there's a there's a there's a bit in the beginning when they're setting him up to be the you know like they're putting um, the blood packs and stuff on yeah, him the to squibs. be assa- the squibs to be assassinated, and then they got the he's got the radio transmitter, yeah. and the guy's like, "You can't put that on me. That, that I got a pacemaker." And I'm like, "Is that how that works? Is that yeah? Is that a thing? Is that- Maybe in the '80s. <laughs> Maybe so. '80s technology. So that's how we knew he had a pacemaker, and and like." That's the weirdest thing to make a callback to. Yep. So, so Tyler is 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 assuming that Jerry Orbach is going to go run and, and touch that electrified gate first. Yep. I mean, that's a gamble. Yep. It's, a 50, 50, it's either that or you kill the smucker. That's guy. why I'm saying it's Home Alone. Because it's just too perfect. <laughs> you got to make sure the paint can's right where it needs to be. We're going to get him with the, the smucker's guy. And so... Yeah. Yeah, Smucker's guy is not bad though. No, Smucker's guy. Well, he has a long career too. He's you know a long, mostly television, but he, yeah. But just the build up on everything, how it unfolds, it, it it doesn't make a lot of sense. And then at the very end, they've they so here's my thing about the story that I didn't fully understand. I, I had to process through this a little bit. All right, Jerry Orbach's character, whatever his name is, the the mobster, DeFranco, DeFranco Andy DeFranco, <laughs> is going to be murdered. Uh, to go into witness relocation program. But then instead of actually doing that, he's paid these dudes off to fake his murder in the witness relocation so that they can all then profit from the $15 million that he has hidden away because they're flying him to another country. So he's not entering witness relocation program, right? He's, these guys are bad guys that are using him, Right. I think his plan is this. If I'm in the witness protection plan, I can't get the money. Right. So I will get these two guys to go in with me, or at least Mason. And I probably Mason brought his junior agent into it, but brings Mason into it and says, hey, look, um, is there a way we can do this and we all profit? Right. And so they concoct this plan, and that's why they don't need any witnesses. Others, Otherwise, I mean... Yeah. It's, it, yeah. Like, why is this happening? Because... But, the only reason why you kill, you try to kill Roly is um, because it, he DeFranco's not. That, I mean, he's a mob boss, but he's not like that. Like it doesn't, that, it doesn't. doesn't it's a sense. weird motivation. But that, I think the motivation is that look, I here, I want to have my cake and eat it too. And this is yeah, the way we do it. Yeah, I, I, that's and the so, other thing. But they don't explain that. They don't. And they don't. I, I mean, you, they, they do by giving you information, but you have to connect the dots, right. so to speak. I liked at the end because at the end of the movie. You know, Tyler uh, pretends to be uh, DeFranco and goes to get the... Oh, yeah, and it's actually Jerry Orbach. Jerry Orbach, yeah. They, they everyone went to Geneva. 
They flew three people to Geneva. And a crew. Well, yeah, whatever that was. But the three actors to Geneva for a scene where they literally walk out of a bank, get in a car, and drive off. Right. And weirdly, the shot, the difference between the two shots, like one of them looks like it was on 35, what they filmed, and the other one, like, it gets grainy and weird looking, like they're on 16 mil. It's like, what is going, it's like a stock shot. It's like, what is happening right now? We ran out of footage. It is. It's like, what is this? What do you got, kid? I got the 16 mil. All right, we'll bring that in. Yeah, bring it on out. We'll make it work. We'll make it work. It was bizarre. What kind of facts do you have on this bad boy? This movie was also known as Murder by Illusion, which I actually think that's a better title. It's a way better title. It sounds like a book title. Right. Uh, would you like to hear some alternate casting? Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, I only have one for for the, for Rolly Tyler and Leo McCarthy. Mel Gibson is Rolly. Ooh, that could have been interesting. Australian. Harrison Ford is Leo McCarthy. Ooh, I would have loved that, actually. I... I, I I, get off my plane! <laughs> just him so grumpy about everything. Just, oh, special effects. 86, he would have been too young, right? He'd be doing Witness by then. Yeah. So, Which is a much better movie. Yeah, it is. So he probably, I think that he was doing Witness. I think Witness is around the same time. Yeah, Witness is a great movie. So here's here's my favorite thing. So special effects man John Steers, who worked on a bunch of stuff, including Star Wars. He's he's a, he's a big dog. Claims that this this is he has been offered money by the government agencies to do similar things. No as joke. depicted in the film. No joke. He's like, you know, FX, yeah, that happened. I do that. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> I can't tell you which jobs, but I've done it. It works. Sometimes in Chicago, we had a pizza place. <laughs> it's, so there's that. That's I just, unbelievable. I don't have much fact on that, but that's, that's what I... Uh, oh, I do have one more. When Rolly is ambushed in the back uh, seat of the car, the vehicle crashes through a billboard that a, has a poster for the, for the film Code of Silence. Which is Ooh, a, and Rambo. Yeah, we have uh, Rambo was an homage to um, um, Dennehy. Uh, Code of Silence was an Orion Pictures, and so um, it made was made the year before. So Orion put it in the hoping to get video. That's stuff. one thing about this. I as a kid. See, it, I still had the same feeling when the movie started and the O, 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 Ryan. When that started, it takes me back. back. Yeah, I'm happy I'm to see it back, too, but it takes to me back. back. It was a big part of my childhood. Right. Big part of our, what makes this show exist is, right. is from that kind of content. Right, that and the canon. Yep, those two together. Also, also for me was when I saw the CBS Fox VHS. Oh, yeah, that's 100%. That, that, that was that's like, a big one. God, like... Uh, they don't do. I don't know what do you call those. I, I it's production company titles. I don't yeah, know what the, I don't. It's a pre credit. I guess I, guess I have no whatever. idea. But like, we have them today. But they're not nearly as flat. I think yeah. Lions Gates is pretty flashy. Um, but most of them are not like Bad Robots. At the end, of stuff is cute. But there's not like. Man, there's no like horse like in like like TriStar, right? Right, right. There's no horse like you. That was a big deal. Or hey, you get Paramount still. You yeah, you do I mean, get, you Paramount. get Paramount, Columbia, and, and yeah. stuff. But I get you. But like, they don't really. I mean, Paramount is just a stars. It didn't. And Universal, you see that. Well, Paramount will still do the star dips in the water, right. and and they'll do that on certain movies. Right. I won't. I just. I miss the Orion. I miss the TriStar pictures. I yeah. miss all those things. And I used to get Alcon. I could tell it. I could tell the movie by the stinger music. Right. They would pop a bit. Oh, I could tell the uh, the the production company by it because I just loved them so much. Let me make a, a montage of those. Post them on the show notes because I know I can get them all on YouTube. I'm just putting oh, Supercut would be incredible. Supercut of those because yeah. especially and then I would put, I would definitely put in the CBS Fox. Oh, hundred percent. The, the fuck, but for for video with that with that music. Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh God, that's so good. That's so good. Um. 
how would you make this movie different or now? How would you make this movie? You know, can I, you make this movie? Because the effects is. Different. I don't think you can. So that was one of the challenges I ran into. Is the storyline is fantastic. The idea. I think I would actually set the film. If I did it now, I'd remake it and it'd be set in the seventies. And, and because then FX at that point are, are really still important. And so I would set it in the seventies and I would make it, uh, they almost not the same premise, but I will, I do think that the baseline is you have an FX guy who is contracted by the government to hide a murder. That would be one angle. And then my other angle is what I really want to do with it is set it in the seventies and this guy's job uh, he works for the government on contracts and it's episodic, but his entire job is to make people disappear. So like you, he's basically reverse CSI. Like all he does is figure out how to make the best crime scene possible to make it believable. Someone's gone. So uh, take your concept, your, your concept and my concept are similar, but I said it today. Oh, nice. And do it with a team and you make, you mix practical and digital effects so you do practical effects in the wild yeah but because but we're since we're now so digital you've got to have the digital love it fa- no, that's good. so now it becomes becomes mission impossible yep but you you have a you have a division of the government or a division of this team that this is what they do they right. go in and they fake assassinations or they rescue people or whatever they but they fake you know they fake your death yeah or they fake see i love that idea the, 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 and it's it, procedural and i would still watch it right right it's because you know, you're going to watch how they're going to come up with this death, death gag right and it's not even death gag you could do like i mean you could literally like all right uh, I mean, you do really deep shit. Like, okay, there's aliens, and we got to tell people they're not. Yeah, and that shit. I mean, like, it's a, it's a whole conspiracy group. Oh yeah, and that's what they do. Is they like we, they're like the Men in Black without the without the goofiness. It's yeah. like we're practical Men in Black, and we're gonna make you believe what we need to believe. Which You're, is a great concept. Government propaganda wing. I would watch that all yeah. day long. That's yep. um, that's my pitch for that. So 100 percent with you. How would I would do FX? What do you think the budget was? Oh God, it had to have been 15. Let's say 17 million. We're talking 1980s money. Don't forget. Oh, that's true. So nine million, closer ten. Ten million though. Mm-hmm. Okay. How did it do opening weekend? Opening weekend was February 9th, nineteen eighty six. Ooh, eighty six in February. I'm gonna say it did six million. Uh, opened at three. Oof. Three point two. Oof. Which means it opened. I will say it opened in the top ten. Where did where where did it fall? Oh, uh, uh, seven. <laughs> Very close, six. Yeah, you. Its worldwide go- gross was twenty million. Wow, at least it made its money back. Yeah, it did. It did. It did. And what little advertising it had, probably. And the advertising was different back then, anyway. So it made it double yeah. its money. Uh, I will play this game with you. You always fail, but I like playing the game with you. What do you think <laughs> the top five movies uh, of that weekend were? I like, I like to watch you struggle. It's eighty six though, but then I'm like February of eighty six, so it's not like you're digging into deep pockets here, right? I have, uh, uh, I, let's see what came out. At, I don't even know. Ready? Yes. Number one was down and out in Beverly Hills. Oh my God. What a turd. Number two was the color purple. I uh, can't. That's a great movie. Uh, uh, number three was Murphy's romance. I don't even know that movie. Uh, Sally field. Okay. Uh, number three was out of Africa. Number oh, of four, course. Me, number four was out of, out, out of Africa. And number five was spies like us. Ah, Spies Like Us is a great movie. Out of Africa is a good movie, too. How did it rank during the year? Ooh. Uh, 67. 45th. Oh, it did good. It did good. Can you name the top five films of 1986? Ghostbusters 2. No, that's no, that's 1989. Back to the Future? 85. 3? <laughs> 92? 
Just throwing them out there. I think I'm wrong about the 92 one. I think it's 91, isn't it? I think it's 90 or 91. Um, 86. Oh, wait. There should, there should be a, uh, a Star Wars in there somewhere. No, 83. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. What about uh, Indiana Jones? Can we throw one of those? I, here's some hints. Um, honestly, I think you've seen probably all of these films, honestly. One of them is having a sequel. The, the number one film of 1986 is having a sequel this summer. Oh, that doesn't help me out. Yeah, it does. I don't know. Probably the biggest sequel of the summer so far that's been announced. I, I, I don't know. My brain just doesn't work that way. Like, I can't. I, I can't love it. Do I love date. watching you. Love. I can't <laughs> deal with dates. Are you ready? Yes. Top Gun. Oh, balls. Number two. Yeah. Crocodile Dundee. Oh, well, I like that movie. Yeah, Crocodile Dundee Doe was a monster. I mean, it, it, it was. It was a monster. It was, it was like in the theaters for like a year and a half. Uh, number two was the Karate Kid. Oh, number three was the Karate Kid Part Two. Oh darn it! That's the best one. It is the best one. He fights Chosen. I love in, it in a freaking hurricane. I didn't know, right? Mm. Or tsunami. Whatever. Well, he rescues the girl in the the, the typhoon. But typhoon, uh, thank you. But and that's when like Sato is like, "You are no longer my nephew." Yeah. <laughs> Um, number four surprised me. Back to School was the number four, which is funny. It's a funny I movie. I like that movie. Yeah. But number four in, in 86. 86 of the year. It made that wow. much money. In fact, it made more money oh, no. and beat Aliens. That's insane. A- Aliens out. is 86? Yeah, 1986. God, I thought it was so much later. No, 86. God. You do have a problem with time. I don't have any concept of time. That's weird. Well, Alien was what, 77 or 79? 79. 79. You're good. You're good on your check, I guess. All right, 77 Star Wars. I got that. 78 is the black hole. 79 is Oh, Alien. the black hole. What a great turd. <laughs> Which part will we do on the black? Yeah, we need to do that sometime. So I'm having to, I've been trying to decide if we're going to do the black hole or fly the navigator first. Because they're both on Disney Plus, and I have, I have both, they're both. Yeah. And I've watched them in a while, so I want to see how they hold up. Oh yeah, uh, I've not, I've not seen Flight of the Navigator since I was a child. Right. So that's going to be fun when we do do it. Um, I've seen Black Hole in the last ten years. I've so, watched it. I watched it a year ago. My favorite parts of it, and I will talk about it in the podcast again, is that the zero gravity gag is not a bad gag. It works pretty well, except if you look at their pants, yeah. the back of the pants, you see the. You see the, the, the wire you, picking up. Yeah, you see the wire picking. You don't see yeah. the wire, but you see like where the bunch in the pants yeah, are. Where it's like, great. This is moving Ernest Borgnine around in space. <laughs> it sounds like. Listen, I like that movie. I like that that not that many people die in that movie. And then, but everyone dies, kind of like except yeah, they make it through. No, you don't know. That's the thing. Yeah, they do. I thought they showed it at the end. No, they don't end up in. They, uh, uh, well, I have to watch it because I don't remember. I, I know that. Um, Spoiler: Homeboys in Hell. Yeah, as as uh, merged with mer- the robot. Yeah, merged with Vincent, and so it's like, oh man, that movie's dark. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got brutal. A, it's, got the, it's um, the ship design though, uh, the Cygnus. I love it. Great, it looks just like Ironworks. Oh, I love it. Uh, Dead gummit. We're going to do that. We're going to put it on the list. I was looking for uh, a movie to suggest for next next show um i'm trying to make sure i have uh, we've, we've been talking i borrowed fx off because we had talked about it for a while and then i was like hey it's on prime 
Well, that's what I was looking at. I was at. like, I'm going to watch it anyway. So I was going to do it for the show. And there was an issue. I, I really wanted to do this movie called No Escape with Ray Liotta. Is it the island movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've I haven't seen it in a long time. I, I, I got to find it, though. That's the problem is I don't know if it's findable. That's one of the challenges for that one. I, just, I was just looking on Prime to see if it was there and it wasn't there. So I don't know like where else. Like at all, like to like buy? No, it didn't show up at all. So that's going to be the trick. It might be one of these weird gems. I love that movie, at least in memory. So that's my suggestion for next week. If we can't do that, my runner up would be, well, I'll give you a choice. Same production designer in both movies. We'll have him on here at one point. Now oh, we should save that. You want to save that? Well, no, I mean, I'd love to bring him on, but I was going to say we could, we could either do Demolition Man or Super Mario Brothers. Because David, I can, I can reach out to David on one of those two, but I just I just have to have a little bit of planning to talk to him about um, Demolition Man if we get on that route. I got excited when I went for No Escape, but that's Owen Wilson. That, have you seen that? No. If we have to go that route, that's a fantastic movie that's a cult movie that nobody knows about, nobody saw. That's one of the most intense movies I've ever seen. Maybe it's because I'm a family guy now because I have kids and stuff, but it's it was fantastic. I can't even find like a DVD copy of Noah's Game. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy. Hold on. There's got to be a... That is weird. Where, is that, are you sure that's what it's called? Yeah. No, I'm looking at the poster. Hold on, then I'm going to let's go to eBay. <laughs> no escape. Escape. This is the exciting part of the podcast. Escape. Fifty dollars on Amazon Prime. Oh my gosh. Uh, I can get it. We can get it. Um, the cheapest I see is twelve ninety five on. I eBay. have it. If I can just dig around in my vault long enough okay well if you can get us a copy of it i'll watch it yeah if not we'll because you can make it digital for us right oh yeah so then you can send me a link and then nope i, I got a plan we'll call mr pickles all right we'll see what mr pickles found us the other one that yeah, we were trying to find yeah, eliminators gonna, yeah we're gonna and which we're gonna do soon yep we'll get mr pickles i'll reach out to mr pickles and be like hey i need you to find this for me he's pretty good at finding obscure movies that's cool very obscure Awesome. So I'll see if he, he has a bunch of guys that have like DVD massive collections and he's like, yeah, just send it to me or whatever. We'll find it. God, I don't think I've ever seen No Escape. I know it. I know it's. It is. You've never seen this one? No, I, I know it's. It's like, it's a. It's, a prison, it's sci-fi. But, it's, it, but they're like on an island, like prison, prison island. They're yeah. trying to kill each other. It's like. It's, I think it takes place in the same universe. To me, it takes place in the same universe as Soldier, which is the same universe as Blade Runner, isn't it? Is Soldier a soft sequel to Blade Runner? I, yeah, like like a spiritual sequel. Yeah. Anyway, it because I think it, it, what they're trying to tell us is that um, uh, Kurt Russell is an android in that. Yeah, they're trying to hint at it. Yeah, hint, hint at yeah, but they, they can go on that tangent because is it in the same? Is it Philip K. Dick? Yeah, it's all in the same space. So, and then the that's the same production. I think that was that was David too. I can't remember, but. Point being is like I No Escape is a great movie and it has it has some really good scenes. I, I really enjoyed it. I wanna I wanna pitch some bad movies that I want to do yep. later on so, so we can talk about 
Um, mainly I want to do this because it ha- because it. Oh, happens. I can get more bad movies. I was trying to give us a break. Nemesis was so bad. I was trying to. Redeem I think we had some good ones though. I think we've had. I mean, I'm not talking for bad. Yeah, FX wasn't a bad movie. No, no, FX wasn't bad. Robot Jacks was amazing. It was fantastic. I mean, and then um, Judgment Eye was okay. Yeah, it wasn't bad, but it was okay. Yeah. Um, then what we did before that, we did. Um, We've done Darkman. That's been fun. Yep. Nemesis was terrible. And so no offense to your childhood. Nemesis. No, I, mean, I, I can pull up bad movies from my childhood. Sure. But, but um, so um, there has been very, there have been many versions of um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but only one of them happens in Alabama. No. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So Body Snatchers from the 90s happens in Alabama. Like it takes place in Alabama, like in a military base in Alabama. And so you are kidding you know, me. I want to put that on the list because of, you know, we were here in Alabama. So oh, yeah, thinking, I'm totally yeah, into that. So I'm like, you know, it's not great. It's not, it's okay. It's an, it's a, it's a, it's a simple story to do. There's pod people. It's, yeah. but it's, it's got, it's got its moments, but it's a horror. It's a nineties horror film. It's like a direct uh, video horror film too. I think I don't think it had a theatrical or at least. Oh, fantastic. Unless it had a small one, but yeah, but that's a, that's a, that's that's one I'm gonna put on the list. Let's do it. And Throw so, it in the mix. So. If we can't find no escape, we can go to that if we have yeah, to. I think that's available on stuff. So, but either yeah. or we, we. But I don't like no effect. And I know we need to do um. One with Steph. What was it you mentioned with uh, Christian Lambert? Um, oh yeah, a uh, fortress. Fortress. We need to do. We that can one. do that too. I have to get call her and see if she's available. We yeah. may put that on the list. Yeah. But we do that. There's other things I want to put on the list. Um. I want to do. Um, for cult movie, I want to do, and probably get you to come on with that. But I want to do, <laughs> I want to do Mad Max around Thunderdome, and then I want to do Fury Road. Oh, brilliant! Back to back. But for us, I want to cock. I want to tail in that with Warlords of the Twenty First Century or, or Battle Slash Battle Truck. Yeah, and Damnation Alley. I'm all into that. I want to do a month of like vehicle post-apocalyptic. I love movies. it. I think it's fun. <laughs> it's like April is post-apocalyptic month. Here I think on, it's great. Let's do uh, it on, on the Podcast Network. And I really want to tie those all in. Maybe one of those is a live show. I want to. I want to kind of throw Justina into like, like, look. I have a special love for Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I. It's it's not great. It isn't. It's not a great movie. Not a great movie. It's. It's well, weird too. Yeah. Well, so is Fury Road. Fury Road is like. Yeah. I didn't think you could get weirder in that universe, and Fury and I like Fury Road. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But Fury Road takes that. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> George Miller's like, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, never make another movie again, and then he makes this. I mean, this. I mean, it's Oscar nominated, but he's just balls of the wall. Fury Road's great. But then you had, but but beforehand you had, Beyond Thunderdome. Which has a great premise that they abandoned halfway through. Oh yeah, I like it. It's in the title. Thunderdome is awesome. Yep. But then they're like, we have Ewok children. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Grab them up. Let's go. <laughs> and like, huh? <laughs> and then like, yeah. So and then Tina Turner and a blind sci- uh, saxophone player who's like, <laughs> and that's where you get Master Blaster though. Oh yeah, Master Blaster. Ah, oh, that movie's so good. Yeah. I can't wait till she sees that because I'm. Her brain's gonna b- it's blow. Blow up. Like, what's going on? It's yeah, great. It's gonna be, I can't She'll wait. knit some shit. <laughs> she will crochet the shit out of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I think I think Steph likes. I don't know if Steph like. I think she likes Mad Max. I'm not sure. She's Steph is great, but she's weird about like actors, like real weird. Like like she's like, oh, it's Tom Cruise, and I hate Tom Cruise movie. Like just straight yeah. up. Like yeah. if a so and so is in it, she like Ben Affleck. You can't stand Ben Affleck. Like. How can you hate Ben? I like there's not great Ben Affleck performances, but overall, it's like I bet but he's Batfleck is fantastic. Batfleck, I love Batfleck. Batfleck's number two for me. Oh, 
After who? Michael Keaton. Kate Keaton. I'm a Keaton guy. I like Batman. I'm not crazy about him in, in um, Batman Returns. I, I don't. I'm. I like Batman, and the rest of them I could I could care less. Honestly, yeah. Batman's a great movie. I yeah. think it holds. It's what it also should be on one of the, one of the podcasts. Probably on the upstairs one. It's a bigger movie. It has a following, but um, just the other ones is like I didn't get the Penguin, and I I have a problem. I have a real problem with superhero superhero movies that have more than one villain. I really do. Yeah, because it d- diverts my attention, and either give me Penguin or Catwoman, or you know, and and then and they go really crazy in the third one when they do like it's Riddler and Two Face. Yeah, and Tommy Lee Jones obviously got the note that he should be more like Jim Carrey because he's you know he's oh he's way silly he's way silly and and they totally wasted but that's Joel Schumacher right right and, and sh- Schumacher <laughs> ruins Batman for five years Schumacher goes and makes like bat nipples but, but, yeah but how how do you, how do you make how do you how do you top Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey he goes and gets Uma Thurman and Arnold Schwarzenegger and oh yeah oh yeah like Batman Robbins god awful oh it's super bad it's it. we may have to do a batman series that'd be f- kind of fun to dive into. if we're gonna do one it's batman and robin that's i think that's the worst oh, uh, it's just because it's they it's, all made a ton of money though they, that's well, the crazy they, part they did they did and so i mean even batman and robin made a ton of money it's just the, spectacle baby the leadership in warner changed that's what really happened and then yep. we get batman until no one does it and even no one goes into it's like i don't think two faces needed in in dark knight no, just making a Joker movie. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's carrying it plenty fine. Right, right. Yeah. So I have Harvey Dent. Yeah, set it, set that up for your next film. Yeah, I don't get the we have to kill Harvey Dent so Batman will be a bad. Guy. I don't get that. I yeah, don't, and I don't, and while I enjoyed Dark Knight Rises because it's mainly because of the Bane memes, but because oh, I can't stand they're, it. They're really, you don't like it? Oh, I hate it. Uh, it made I, no sense to me. It just didn't make sense. The movie just does not make sense to me. I think the only one to me that makes sense is the second one. Anyway, I don't. The second one makes total sense. The first one makes no sense. I'm not crazy about Begins. <laughs> makes no sense. I was not crazy enough about Begins that I almost did not see Dark Knight. I was same way. I get it. And then, but what got me for Dark Knight was the um, they were smart and released the opening scene. Oh, that got me and just... And so watching the, the clowns do rob the bank, I'm yeah. like, oh, what is this? Oh, it was Heat. That's all I kept saying. Is like, look at this crime movie they right, created. Right. It's, like, for the first time ever, Batman's no longer a joke. It's a crime movie. Right, and so... Good, because he's not a superhero. Right. He's, I mean, he is, but he's not, like... He doesn't have magical powers. He just right. punches and kicks and spends money. <laughs> That's what he does. Just punch and kick, spend money. Yeah. Best pick. All right. So our next movie is up in the air, but we got a couple of choices, so I'm excited for that. Uh, our next episode is in a couple of weeks, and then a couple of weeks after that's Pensacon. So we'll see. You'll see us at Pensacon when we talk about our movie there. It's going to be real fun. I think you guys will all enjoy it. It has a has a loose Pensacon tie-in. I think that's going to be really really fun. Uh, anything else for you, Drew? No, that's it. All right, that's it for Coos. This is me saying this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. Coos out. Always. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.